The devil can do nothing that God does not allow. Five seven four two. Safe. Don't worry. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. And I know you're wondering what in the world am I doing with a safe sitting up here in the pulpit. I'm going to talk about that, but I want to tell you if you're worried about anything, stay tuned right now. For all of you who have worries and cares on your heart, and just listen to this message today. First of all, I have this safe here because God told me to bring the safe here to the church. We're going to another level. And the verse where God speaks, he says, for those who are tithers, he says, I will pour you out a blessing that you have not room enough to receive. And I had a revelation just sitting here just now because we're in the midst, even with our company. Last year, the church's revenue grew. My company's revenue grew. They grew by the exact percentage, down to the exact percentage. And right now at the plant, we're building new rooms, adding new machines because we're expecting additional growth. But we're maxed out right now. We're running as fast as we can run trying to produce product, and the sales keep coming in, and they keep growing. And I saw this morning as we went around for communion and went around with the offering, it took a long time, threw us way behind time, because we've got now a larger crowd than normal. And God has said, prepare procedures and processes in place for a 4,200-seat church. And I knew we needed to change the way we're doing this. And this is the problem I have. It's the problem you got. See, you want God to bless you, and you get ready when the blessing comes. God said, no, 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 no. You get ready first. And then it hit me with that verse where God says, I'll pour you out a blessing that you have not room enough to receive. And this is what he was speaking to me. Build the room. Build the room. That's why he told him bring a safe to the church. See, we don't even have a safe here, so if we had a huge offer, there's no way to even put it. We can put it in the desk drawer, and that's it. Build the room. If you're going to another level, that's why he said put processes and procedures in place. And I saw what happens when the people come and you're not ready. Then you have a jam up. That's why he's been on us about time. Because he says, look, when you get crowded, you're not going to go to two service. You will immediately go to three. When one service will no longer handle it, you will immediately go to three. But when you have three services, you got to be out on time. You can't be lingering around. So he says, I got to get you trained to time before you get to that point. And we want to, no, no, Lord, you send me the money, then I'll tithe. And he said, no, you won't. The devil is a lie. You won't get an order first. And say, Lord, Lord, send me the spouse, then I'll get ready to be a good. No, 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 no. You need to get ready before the blessing comes. You need to build the room. And it's like in business, if we waited till we got the order, Lord, send me the order. Then all of a sudden, all these orders start flooding in, and we have no production capability. And what you going to do, just look at the orders. Oh, Lord, thank you for the blessing, but I can't do anything with the blessing. You have to build the room. So oftentimes we have to get ourselves prepared. This safe is heavy as I don't know what. And the thing about it, I couldn't lift it. It's just too heavy. 
And I have the safe at my home. And I told my son, I got a big muscle. He's working out all day. And I said, look, you go get Joseph, which is Jane something. You all come get this safe and you all put it in the van and bring it over here to the church. They couldn't lift it. So my wife said, look, you all put it on a blanket and lift it on the blanket. And that's why they brought it up in the blanket. But daddy had sense enough not to even fool with it. So sometimes... There is a weight that is too heavy for you, but that's why you always have to surround yourself with people who have capabilities and abilities that are beyond yours because if you're going to get the load lifted, you can't sit around talking about your back too weak. You need to surround yourself with some people who do have the strength, who do have the intelligence, who do have the knowledge. I can't play and sing like Kalante, so if you want music going to another level, you need to surround yourself with folks who can lift the load. And if you don't surround yourself with people who can lift the load, you'll be sitting there all your life talking about, woo, this thing show is heavy. <laughs> and you'll never get it done. And even this safe is interesting because it's got three ways to get into it. You can open it with a key. You can open it by clicking in the code. And you can open it by putting your fingerprint there. But if you don't have the key, you'll never get inside where the values are. That's why Jesus said, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And if you don't know the keys, it can be sitting right in front of you, but it's locked up, it's at hand, but you can't access it. So we're getting ready to go to another level and another level in life. And I'm so excited about all of the things that I see that God is doing but I see he's trying to prepare us. And when I saw that crowd this morning and I saw we were not prepared and it took almost triple the amount of time just to process. And I had to sit there and apologize. I said, Lord, you told me this a year ago to get ready and still we're bundled up down here. We haven't done it. And then when the crowd comes, you can't handle it. James had the same issue even with our trade show. That's why the mayor wants to give us the honor. The trade show has boomed. When you put in new leadership, new stuff started happening. But he had the same problem. It was taking people three hours to get through the line. So he had to figure out a way. How do I figure out a way to process these people? We want more people. We want more folk. We got to build the room to be able to handle them. So if God is going to pull you out of blessing that you currently don't have room enough to receive, build the room. Build the room. Build the room. Get your skills in place. Can you even handle a billion dollars? See, sometimes we want a billion dollars. You don't even know what you're going to do with it. You really don't. You don't even know what you're going to do with it. So if you have no room in your mind, how can God bless you with things that are beyond? You don't have room enough to receive it. Build the room. Bring a safe to the church. If your offerings were to go tenfold, could you handle it? Could you handle the people? Build the room. So in our own lives, we need to build the room. As I was driving a couple of weeks ago, God spoke something to me. He simply says this. He said, don't worry, for I orchestrate all things. Never forget that. Don't worry. For I orchestrate all things. Never forget that. That's why whenever you hear me talking, you will never hear me giving Satan a bit of credit for anything. Now, he's got a whole lot of power and he's got more folk than God. So he's got power and he got folk. But if you're walking with God, the devil can do nothing that God does not allow. God says, I orchestrate all things, including Satan. So if he created everything, 
He created Satan. Now, that's one of those deep theological arguments and questions. But the point is, God made everything. He orchestrates everything. He said, don't worry. I orchestrate everything. Never forget that. And see, we can forget that sometimes when stuff go bad or what it appears to be in our view as bad. Don't worry. So I'm here today to tell you not to worry. In Matthew Chapter 6, beginning at the 26th verse. This is the Message Bible version. Look at the birds, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description, careless in the care of God. And you count far more to him than birds. Has anyone by fussing in front of the mirror ever gotten taller by so much as an inch? All this time and money wasted on fashion, do you think it makes that much difference? Instead of looking at fashions, walk out into the fields and look at the wildflowers. They never primp or shop. But have you ever seen color and design quite like it? The 10 best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen, don't you think he'll attend to you? Take pride in you. Do his best for you. Don't you think if God has flowers looking like this, don't you think he's going to take pride in you and attend to you and do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax to not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Don't worry. Worry consumes us so much. There was once a husband and a wife and she was just worried to death about somebody breaking in the house. Just years and ever since they've been married. And she just worried to death about somebody breaking in the house. So late one night... They heard something downstairs, heard some glass break. So she said, baby, you better get them. See, I think somebody breaking. You better get them. Go see that. So the husband got up, went downstairs, and sure enough, there was a burglar in the house. And the husband said, I am so glad to see you. <laughs> he said, would you come upstairs and meet my wife? Because she's been expecting you for the last 25 years. <laughs> Sometimes worry It captivates us. It keeps our mind focused and worry generally always focuses on the negative things that can happen in our life. Whereas hope and faith concentrates on the positive things that can happen in our life. And God told me, don't worry, I orchestrate all things. Never forget this. I've had so many experiences that I at the time thought were negative and God has said, I did that. I wasn't saying I did that. I did that for a reason, and this is the reason I did that. I did that to keep your pride under control. See, God has reasons that we may not like or understand, but he orchestrates all things. So if you are a child of God, there's only one thing that you need to worry about. The only thing you need to worry about is making sure you do what God says. That's the only thing you need to worry about. Everything else God handles as long as you 
do what you are supposed to do. Don't worry about the other stuff. See, all of my problems and all of my mess comes from when I have not done what God told me to do. It's simple as that. As long as I'm doing what God tells me to do, even if stuff appears in my sight to go wrong, it doesn't bother me because I'm prayed up. I'm rested up. Pastor James mentioned about how the mayor is going to honor the family next Friday. I'm not going to be here. Well, Pastor, where are you going to be? I'm going to be in Florida. That's why I'm going. I go four days a month to rest somewhere. That's smack in the middle of my rest period. I don't care if it is the mayor. I'm not coming back. I'm going to rest. So when you do what God tells you to do, you don't worry about all of this stuff. And worry has this society so gripped. And it's part of that going to the next level, just even in your mind. In Genesis chapter 15, beginning at the 12th verse, as the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep and a terrifying darkness came down over him. Then the Lord said to Abram, you can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them. And in the end, they will come away with great wealth. As for you, you will die in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. God knew before Isaac was conceived, while Abraham's name was still Abram, that his descendants were going to be in slavery for 400 years. Pharaoh was a super president. He was the president. He was the Congress. He was the Senate. And he was the Supreme Court all rolled into one. See, y'all think we got an issue now with some president. No, no. Pharaoh was a super president. He was the whole government. There was no Supreme Court. There was no Senate. There was no Congress. Whatever Pharaoh said went. There was no other authority other than Pharaoh on the earth. So Pharaoh was essentially a super president. And do you remember what God said when Moses went to Pharaoh. First of all, God told Abraham, your descendants are going to be in slavery for 400 years. He knew it ahead of time. There was a reason he orchestrated it, and there was a reason for that. But when Moses went to Pharaoh, the Bible says that Pharaoh did not let the children of Israel go because God hardened Pharaoh's heart. God made him keep the folk in slavery. Sometimes we don't understand that he orchestrates all things. Now, the problem is this. If you're in slavery and somebody is making you now work twice as hard with less stuff and the man won't let you go, the president won't let you go, and you looking at that, that looks like the devil all day long. Just all day long. Do you know how many times God hardened Pharaoh's, the super president's heart? And he wouldn't let the people go because it was God's orchestration. And we don't sometimes understand in our life that sometimes when we're dealing with a hard person, it looks like they've hardened their hearts against us for a reason. It just looks like that's, that's the devil. How you know that's not God? How you know? Now, here was the worst trial the children of Israel ever went through. And God knew it up front way before they ever conceived that it was going to be how long it was going to be. Do you know the year 2020 will represent 400 years for black folk? The first slaves were brought to America in 1620. 2020 will be 400 years. I'm telling you, folks, you can be free before then. If you build a room for it. If you build a room for it. Because the thing is, 
when the children of Israel were released from slavery, they were still enslaved in their minds and they still never made it to the promised land because they never could be a room for it. God tried to pour them out the blessing. They never could build room for it. I'm telling you, folk. I'm telling you. You can be free and you can make it to the promised land right now. But you got to build room for it. And you got to understand God orchestrates all things. Don't worry. I orchestrate all things. Never forget that. So the mean person that you're dealing with, God may have that person in place just to develop your spirit. Because you need to develop tolerance. Jesus says you shall love them that hate you. How are you going to develop that if you never have anybody hate you? That's just like lifting this safe. How are you going to develop the muscles? I heard my son working out in the workout room last night. Let me tell you what it sounded like. And then I hear weight clang. Bang! Then I hear... Bang! Muscles just a... And then, bang, how are you ever going to develop spiritual muscles? And there is no resistance. My daddy called it sometime when children were reared and, and they were just spoiled. He called it rearing a child with a sugar tit in their mouth. A sugar tit used to be when they would take a handkerchief and then put berries in it and sprinkle sugar in it and wrap it up and then had a child just suck on it. That was a sugar tit. See, many times we want to live life with a sugar tit in our mouth. And it never develops us to where we can handle things when there's some tough stuff. that come. Do you know how much war was in the Bible? God had to teach the people even how to battle, how to conquer, how to go in and take lands. None of that stuff was easy. He had to prepare. He had to strengthen muscles. And to strengthen muscles, you got to push against something. Don't worry. I orchestrate all things. And some of this stuff in the earth that's even coming right now, God is sending it just so you can develop your spirit. Just so you can look at it and smile. Just so it doesn't upset you. Just so it doesn't worry you. Just so you can say, God got that under control. Let me do what I'm supposed to do. God's got this. And see, when you don't walk with God, you don't see that God has hardened Pharaoh's heart. And it's all a part of God's plan. You don't understand that. The Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will refuse to listen to you. So that my wonders may be multiplied in Egypt. Sometimes, folks, you got to go through a test so you can have a testimony. So God orchestrates all, all, all things. And that was a reason even why the children of Israel were enslaved. They sold their brother into slavery. And see, every one of them brothers who sold their brother into slavery, each one of them was the patriarch to one of the tribes of Israel that all ended up in slavery. So they sold their brother, the dreamer, and as a result, their descendants ended up in slavery. We went to Africa. We walked over in Senegal, and we saw the ports and the rooms where black people were herded and shipped off to America and we talked to the Africans there and what they told us was this. They said the white man didn't come get us. We brought our own brothers to the slave ports just as Joseph's brothers did him. So did we. So even when you know the whole history, stuff not accidental. God said, I orchestrate all things. I orchestrate all things. There are no accidents in the earth in a divine world ruled by law and order. I orchestrate all things. 
So I see how God can move and he works in my life. He works in your life. And we've got to understand not to worry, but we also have to understand we need to do what we need to do. See, Jesus told you don't worry, but he also told you this. Obey the will of my daddy. Obey the will of my daddy. I want to just give you three quick points that will help you when there is a tendency for you to worry. Number one, separate things into two areas. All stuff in life going to fall into two areas. Things you can control or influence and things you can't. They're going to be one or the two. Either you can control and influence this or things you can't. Some of y'all are upset about the stuff going on over in Iran. Either you can control something or you can't. Now, can you do anything about that? Can you do one iota about that? Now, it's a difference if you can control it. And some of you say, I'm going to do something about it. I'm joining the army. I'm going around and fight. Now, that's different. But most of us, 99.9999999% are not. So if it's something that you cannot control, that you cannot influence, or that you are not going to fool with, don't let that stuff worry you. There's so many things that can worry you, and they are legitimate concerns, but you can't carry all this stuff on your back that you're not going to do anything about and you can't do anything about. So don't let stuff that you cannot control or you cannot influence, don't let that stuff worry you. But when anything comes, somebody else, you're driving along and they just acting the fool. Can you control that? Don't let anybody else acting the fool mess you up. And sometimes we'll see somebody else we don't even know. It just upset us because they acting the fool. Their spirit of foolishness, anger, and upsetness permeates into our spirit. We had an awesome worship this morning. We could feel the spirit of God permeating. The satanic spirit operates the same way. So that spirit can get in you just as a divine spirit. So if you cannot control it, if you cannot influence it, don't let that worry you. You put that out of your mind. First thing, separate them into two. Second thing, don't worry about the things you can't control or influence. So once you separate, you got two boxes. Stuff you can control, stuff you can't. Stuff you can't control, let it go. There are some things in this life you just cannot control. Third thing is, the stuff you got in this right box, do something about the things that you can control. There's a whole lot of stuff, and really the stuff that matters most to you this is the stuff you can control. So when you listen for and heed the voice of God, it'll put you on a path that's totally different. And you see all of this stuff in the world, and it's going to be more and more stuff. It'll be some negative. It'll be some positive. And when you see all this stuff, the news has become masters of emotional manipulation. And they just know how to push the buttons of folk just to get them upset and to keep you upset. And then it has you focusing on the wrong thing. The stuff the news talking about are really not the real folk in power. So it has you focusing on the wrong, got you all upset, all mad, on the corner like this with nothing in your hand, your head, or your pocket. <laughs> True, you got nothing in your hand, your head, or your pocket. Just got you just out there, nothing in your hand, head, or pocket. So you first of all need to just understand some truth about some stuff. Don't let stuff worry you. You cannot control. The stuff you can control, focus on that. And then said, these are the ten talents God has given me. These are the five talents God has given me. Or this is the one talent God has given me. Focus on the things you can control. And when you focus on the things you can control, ignore the things you cannot. Lead that to God in prayer. It changes and it lifts all this stuff off of you. Because some of you all got a whole weight of things. 
And 90% of it is stuff you cannot control. You can't control the attitude of your boss. But if the attitude of your boss is bad because you're getting that late not doing your job, that's different. That you can control. So there's some things you cannot control. There's some things that you do. In almost every disaster I've seen, it always results from the stuff folk can control, and they don't handle the stuff they can control. God has us prepared to go to another level. I believe this with every fiber of my being. This safe represents it. And I believe God is getting ready to pour some things into your life, but you need the keys, you need the combination, or you need the fingerprint registered in the book of life. And God is going to take us all to another level, to another level, to another level. Our time is about out. I'm getting out of here on time. Bow your heads. And I know you all said, Pastor, that just doesn't make sense. You've got to be that strict. It's what God told me to do, and I understand that. One of the first rules of success is to understand divine order and everybody I know who truly successful, they on time. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for just the vision of what you are showing us. And I thank you for even the manifestation that you are beginning to show us. Father, I pray that every person breathing the air that you have provided in this place today shall be raised to a different level. Their minds, their vision, what they shall hear, think, and say shall be in on an entirely different level. And even today, Father, let them, when they walk out of this place, understand the things they can control, the things they cannot, and the things that they can control. Give them a diligence. Give them a heart for it. Give them the mind and the power to get it done, to change the things they can control, and to turn everything over to you that they cannot control. And even help us to control us, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was the message titled, Safe, Don't Worry, by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5742. That's 5742. To listen to over a thousand free messages, or to send this message number 5742 to a friend, go to BrothersOfTheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.